coming up on Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers clinched the playoffs again. Tyler Anderson goes seven innings again. And we look at Cody Bellinger, who now has four hits in the last two games. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. This is Locked On Dodgers, and we're here every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes, giving you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Make it easy on yourself and better for us if you subscribe in all those places, and you'll never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time listening or watching, I'm Vince Samperio, and I'm usually joined by a co-host, Jeff Snyder, uh, but he isn't here today. I'll be rolling a solo dolo, as I like to say. And, yeah, we're both lifelong Dodger fans who have spent time covering the Dodgers in a variety of ways, in the press box, in the locker room, and this here podcast for the last three years, uh, but before that on another podcast. So, we've been doing this Dodgers thing a while, and we're here to bring our thoughts and ideas about the team to you every Monday through Friday, and that's what I'm here to do today. I'm here to talk to you about the Dodgers, who clinched a playoff berth Again, uh, or maybe for the first time, depending how you see it, uh, due to an error when we thought the Dodgers had clinched the playoff spot on Sunday, it was found out that there was a scenario where the Dodgers would not make the playoffs. It involved a lot of things to happen. One of those things happen would be the Dodgers going 0-23, along with a few other teams basically not losing the rest of the season. And all in all, it's a far-fetched scenario, but I guess mathematically, technically, the Dodgers did not clinch on Sunday. Uh, they took care of that last night by winning and officially clinching a playoff berth. Uh, the celebration was just about the same, which was not really a celebration. The Dodgers now have a magic number of one to clinch the NL West. Uh, they can do so with a win or a Padres loss on Tuesday. Uh, hopefully they just win it on their own. Uh, that's you know the Dodgers have him. I don't think they've backed their way into an NOS title on this stretch here the last ten years. So better to win and get in. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's on the mound, so that'll be fun. The Dodgers will not be jumping in the pool, uh, but I would imagine some kind of celebration for sure. Uh, and then we'll get you know even though the Dodgers don't really have one since they have a good bench, uh, we'll get one of those lineups where not all the starters play on Wednesday if they do clinch. So. That's what's on top, but uh, yeah, last night, Tyler Anderson won seven innings. The Dodgers put up three runs in the seventh inning, uh, and then Mookie Betts hit his 34th home run of the season to continue to add to his career high, uh, put the Dodgers up 6-0, get Craig Kimbrough sitting, get Phil Bickford in the game, and that's the way it went, and it was, you know, obviously a good game. It was a quick game, and uh, that's how I like them. Quick games that the Dodgers win, and... They ended up putting six runs up, uh, even though they were scoreless through six. So, can't ask for much more than that. Um, we're going to talk about Tyler Anderson because he, once again, went seven innings. And Tyler Anderson's been a guy for the Dodgers this year who has continued to deliver, uh, you know, albeit unspectacularly, I guess, depending how you feel about pitching and 
and you know the strikeouts he doesn't have the strikeouts he doesn't have the velocity uh, but what he does have is a 15 and 3 record with a 262 ERA 161 innings pitched a whip of 1.03 and yeah really nothing uh nothing wrong with that at all especially from a guy that they signed for in a one-year deal eight million dollars Dodgers have for sure got their return on investment there and the question now kind of looms toward yeah you just heard everything i said uh, you know era 262 top five or top 10 in the nl probably top 10 in all the baseball we have him going six seven innings pretty much every time out at this point and the durability everything else he's been one of the dodgers guys that's been there all year you know he, he piggybacked his first two outings and then ever since then he's been in the dodgers rotation and it's a matter of does he deserve to be a playoff starter and it for some teams that might sound oh you're a guy with the 262 era might not even start a playoff game and realistically yeah it does sound a little funny but when you kind of look at what the playoffs are and you look at the dodgers potential arms you could see the scenario where Tyler Anderson isn't a starter in October. You got Julio, you got Kershaw, and based on pure stuff, and realistically, since he can't go multiple days, probably, you know, back-to-back days or two out of three days, you got Dustin May, who's more locked in as a starter. So now you're looking at one more starter with Tony Gonsolin, who was the All-Star Game starter this year. You have Andrew Heaney, who racks up strikeouts, although he has been a little bit home run prone recently. And then you got Tyler Anderson. And then, you know, to further that, you got Ryan Pepio, but I, I don't think he's really in the mix. And I don't know, the more and more we go, you know, it might just be a matter of Tony Gonsolin doesn't come back healthy or stretched out enough to be a starter, and that's what makes a decision. But realistically, Tyler Anderson has earned his way into October to be one of the four starters for the Dodgers. And, yeah, he doesn't, you know, get the strikeouts. And, and that plays up a little bit on October. I mean, realistically, it does. We, we see guys with, with lights out stuff probably do a little bit better. You have a little bit more margin for error when you throw 99, 100 uh, instead of 89, 90, 91. And, and the, the range that Anderson's in, uh, especially when you're throwing change-ups a, a majority of the time. Or, or not a majority, but near a majority. It's forcing and change up is basically all he throws. But you look at our trusty baseball savant page, and Tyler Anderson ranks in the 98th percentile in average exit velocity, the 97th percentile in hard hit percentage, and the 83rd percentile in barrel percentage, and the 94th percentile in chase rate. So what is he getting? He's limiting hard contact, and he's getting guys to swing out of the zone. And, yeah, while he doesn't have the strikeouts, you know, 100 and, what was 119 strikeouts and 161 innings. But there's something to be said for being effective and getting guys to, to make soft contact. And what it comes down to for the Dodgers is do they feel he can fill a role as a multi-inning reliever multiple times in a series rather than a starter one time in a series? The other part is that, oh, my voice forgot really high right there. The other part is that, in theory, he could be a reliever in, like, a game one and then still pitch a game four. Or once they get to the CS and potentially a World Series in a seven-game series, 
you know, if everything lined up and he was the game four starter, he would be available out of the pen probably by game six or for sure seven, but maybe by game six, depending, you know, how he feels. So it's a matter of, you know, is he deserving and one of the best starters? Yes, but it's also a matter of how does he fit in for October? You know, do the Dodgers feel, let's just say Gonsolin doesn't come back, do the Dodgers feel that Dustin May and Andrew Heaney are better served being starting pitchers with Anderson filling in here and there? That's possible. They might feel that way, or they might feel the opposite. They might feel Dustin May and Tyler Anderson are the starters. Andrew Heaney can work better out of a, out of a relief role. Or they could decide Heaney and Anderson, and they could say, you know what, Dustin May, we're going to use you in a relief role maybe two times in a series, uh, a couple, at least two, three days off in between every time, and, and that's all we can ask from you. So there's a lot of ways to go about it, but what I'm saying is I think Tyler Anderson should be a starter in October. I think he deserves it. I think he gives the Dodgers uh, one of the best chances at this point, and, you know, even with even if Gosling comes back healthy, I think Gonson would have to earn his way back into the October rotation rather than the other way around. So Tyler Anderson, game four starter. Uh, I'm not mad at it. And I'd be, you know, it could backfire and I'd be mad in the moment. But as of right now, he's earned it. He's pitching well. And it's not a matter of, oh, this is Tyler Anderson, you know, whatever, regression, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't thrown like this before. You know, he, he's changed up the way he pitches uh, in terms of how he attacks hitters and in terms of pitch sequence and everything else. You know, last just last year, he threw a majority of his pitches uh, or cutters and, and four-seamers. And this year, he doesn't throw a cutter that often, or he throws it 22% of the time. But last year, it was 26% of the time. His changeup was 24% of the time. This year's changeup is 32% of the time. So he's a different style pitcher in terms of how he throws. And I think he would do well in October. And I'm looking forward to seeing him out there. Somebody else I'm looking forward to seeing out there in October, maybe now, is Cody Bellinger. He's had a couple, multiple hit games the last two games. We'll get into that. And this. Uh, you know, is he a starter right now that needs to keep his way on, or is he off right now that needs to hit his way on? We'll get into that. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. All the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's or well, opening week games are passed, including this year's week two games coming up this weekend. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today on your laptop or mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Cody Bellinger, who had... Multiple hits last night, multiple hits on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. And a guy that we've talked about a lot. And, you know, for me, obviously, you know, or I would hope it's obvious, the last two games don't move the needle for me in terms of all Bellinger's back or anything of, you know, any kind of talk like that. What it does mean is, okay, Bellinger, you've opened the door. Welcome back to hitting the baseball, and what can you do for me now? And what it comes down to is how you feel. You know, I tweeted out that, if you know, Trace Thompson, I, I hit a single earlier in the game, and 
Uh, and then I, I tweeted out, like, man, it's crazy. If you would have told someone before the season that Trace Thompson was going to be the Dodgers' best option in center field when it came to October. And if you would have told me that, I would have thought it was a similar situation to last year where guys got hurt after the trade deadline and there was not much to do. And seeing how we got they got bats from Steven Souza Jr. and Billy McKinney and all those other guys last year uh, when the game mattered. But that's not the case this year for Trace because he's earned his, you know, earned that spot, earned that that consideration to be a starter in October. Uh, and he continues to earn that, and there's no taking away from him. But, you know, is Cody Bellinger right now in and has to keep, you know, has to be productive this last month to stay in? Or is he out right now and has to hit his way in? Or is it literally just... Let's see what happens the rest of these two weeks. You know, let's just you – know, nobody's in, nobody's out, and let's see what happens. Uh, obviously, I don't know what Dave Roberts is thinking, and I don't know what, you know, the rest of the management and staff is thinking, but I got to imagine that Bellinger's still – if the playoffs started tomorrow, I still think Cody Bellinger would be in center field in the starting lineup. If Cody Bellinger continued to not hit in this month of September – then no, I do not think he would be the starting center fielder when it came to October. So what does that mean? It means that I believe he's a starter and he needs to hit to stay in the starter role. Um, you know, what does that mean for Trace Thompson? Well, I don't know. It, it's going to be – it might become matchup dependent. Uh, he can play left field. What does that mean for Joey Gallo and Chris Taylor? You know, realistically, Trace has been the most consistent of those three at this point and continues to be. So in all reality, playoffs start tomorrow again, you know, creating that scenario. Trace is starting in left field for me. Now, what else can happen is obviously this month of September, you know, Trace can go cold. Gallo can get hot. Chris Taylor can get hot. Cody Bellinger can be productive or get hot. And then the Dodgers have a situation where, okay, we have too many guys for not enough spots, which is a situation I'd much rather have than, oh, who's the lesser of the evils? It's, oh, who's the better of the best? And uh, when it comes down to it, I don't know what's going to, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But what is good about Cody Bellinger, what we have seen the last couple of days, and they talked about it in the postgame show, is that there's adjustments that have been made that appear to, benefit Cody Bellinger you know getting into an uh, active position to hit earlier uh, you know Gary Hairston's continued to harp on it with his bat you know Bellinger's bat down he's too late and by the time he swings you know everything's off he's getting the bat up earlier he's getting an active position earlier and seemingly has benefited I mean the one he hit we've seen Cody Bellinger hit velocity up in the zone not often but he hits up in the zone We've seen him, you know, sit on some breaking balls low in the zone and, and golf some some balls over the fence or for doubles. And what we saw last night was him crush a 98-mile-an-hour fastball low in the zone, which is not something we usually see because his bat's too slow and he's not ready. So that was a good sign. Am I ready to declare him, oh, he's back and better than ever? No. But you see adjustments. You see changes. You see something that he's actively working toward, you know, this is not to say he hasn't been actively working toward hitting better this entire season, 
But to us with the naked eye or someone that just watches the games every day, it was hard to see exactly what he was doing to adjust. It, you, you know, you couldn't really tell. Now you see it. It's a little bit more clear. You see what he's done, and we've seen results the last few days. And this is, you know, I don't know if this is uh, good for him, but this is similar to last year where he, bad all season, started hitting well in September when he made some adjustments, changed his swing a little bit, and then was one of the Dodgers' best hitters in October. I would prefer him to not wait till September to figure things out or to change things or to whatever. But, you know, if that's the case, that's the case. The Dodgers are already here. The Dodgers have the best record in baseball. They're going to challenge for the most wins of all time, although they probably won't get there. They're definitely going to challenge and probably beat the most record, the most wins in franchise history. The Dodgers are here already. Everything that happened in the past doesn't necessarily matter. And we've talked about this before with other guys, you know. In 2020, you know, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger struggled a little bit. Max Muncy had some big hits in that 2020 postseason. Cody Bellinger had some big hits in that 2020 postseason. All was forgotten. Last year, Chris Taylor, not that great most of the season, comes down to the wild card game, walk-off home run, gets to the, you know, NLCS, three-home run game. And can you tell me what Chris Taylor's stats were last year? No, but can if you ask anyone about Chris Taylor last season, they'll say, oh, yeah, he walked off the wild card game, or oh, yeah, he hit the three home runs against the Braves in the NLCS. That's what you remember. Does anyone remember Cody Bellinger's OPS in 2020? No. What do you remember? You remember him hitting the big home run in game seven of the NLCS to send the Dodgers to the World Series. You also might remember him uh, hurting his shoulder by forearm bashing or, or whatever with, with Kike. But that's besides the point is you remember those big moments. You don't necessarily remember anything else. And that's the point of the season we're at. April to September has does not matter anymore. You know, it's everything that's from moving forward now well, now to earn your spot in order to make your mark in October. And that's where we're at. And that's why I think center field and left field are open right now. Nobody is a starter in center and left field for me as of right now. Now, again, scenario, playoff start tomorrow. I think it's Bellinger and I think it's Trace Thompson. But that's how I think, not necessarily how I would feel. I think I would start Trace in center and Taylor in left. Um, and figure it out from there. But I think right now Cody Bellinger's fighting for that center field spot in October, and I think Trace Thompson, Chris Taylor, and Gallo are fighting to be in the starting lineup, whether that's two of them making it with Bellinger coming out or whether that's one of the three making it and the other ones you know, come off the bench, whatever the case is. But I think that's where we're at. I'm excited to see if Cody Bellinger can keep this up if he remains with those adjustments and if he can catch a streak here in September and everyone else stays the same, then, you know, you guys, if you've listened to this podcast before in recent years, you know that the Dodgers could have a starting lineup with every player hit 350 in the regular season with 40 home runs. And we'd get to October and I would be scared out of my mind that they're going to score zero runs just because, you know, we've seen them go cold in October. But if you go into October with seven guys that are hitting well, whether a recent hot streak or whether it's been sustained all season, you feel more comfortable. You know, I don't feel 
100% comfortable, but I feel more comfortable than I would have if they didn't. And the way they're going now with Mookie, Freddie, Trey, consistent all season. Turner, Muncy, Bellin or Turner, Muncy, good second half of the season. You know, Bellinger, is he going to be good the rest of the way? Will Smith could throw him in with the first four. Consistent most of the season, pretty much the most most of the season. So here it is, comes down to it, last 22 games, and we're going to see what these guys can do, and we're going to see what happens. So that's all on the Bellinger talk. I'm sure we're going to talk about him more as the days go on and, you know, maybe even have like a daily Bellinger check or a daily uh, check for Trace Bellinger Taylor and Gallo. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's where we're at. And uh, that's going to do it for this segment. Going to come back, talk one more time, get into some quick updates on some guys that are coming back from injury, and then maybe talk a little bit about openers. That's what's uh, coming up. And thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. And find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube by searching for Lockdown Dodgers. All right, so Dodgers can or are get, are close to getting guys back or on the way to get guys back. One of those guys that could be back this weekend, Gavin Lux, hasn't played since September 1st, would have you know, been fine on the IL. I guess realistically the Dodgers didn't want to bring anyone up um, because they weren't you know, necessarily going to – they already have an extra guy that they've – been used to, so it didn't really matter. Uh, but Lux <clears throat> made progress, hitting the cage on Monday. Been doing baseball activities. Should be back by this weekend. I think he's going to take some at-bats at Camelback uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. So that's what we have there. The pitching one, this is the big one. So Tony Gonsolin, uh, after Sunday pitching in a bullpen session, that was uh, or he was ruled to come out of it okay, according to Roberts. Still feeling some soreness. He's going to throw again uh, on Wednesday, and then they're going to have to go from there. Dave Roberts did say, quote, right now I'm still confident about him pitching in October, but obviously every day, every event that goes by and that by, by that is not at full strength, it's a little less confident. Hence why I believe Tyler Anderson is going to start in October. I don't know if Tony Gonson will be back. And if he is, I don't know if he'll be built up, and I think they'll want to try him in a bullpen role. When it comes to the bullpen, uh, there's a couple guys, or a few guys. Bruce Dark Gratterall threw, was supposed to throw yesterday, uh, got pushed back. He's supposed to throw Wednesday, go from there. He's eligible to come back, I think, whenever he's healthy. So he's good to go, if, he's, if he is good to go. Yancy Almonte, also supposed to pitch. On, there's going to be some uh, busy bullpens and stuff. He's supposed to pitch on Wednesday uh, in Arizona. He's supposed to pitch a simulated game, though, not a bullpen. He threw a bullpen uh, on Friday, threw a bullpen on Sunday, and simulated game. And I would imagine after that simulated game, he might get thrown into rehab assignment and then find his way back. So if all goes right, Yancey Almonte should be back in about 10 to 14 days before the season or, you know, just around the time before the last couple weeks of the season. Like Trinan threw, played catch on Sunday, played catch and was fine, played catch on Monday. We'll see how he is tomorrow. Um, Trinan doesn't believe he's going to miss any time and he's going to be pitching in October. You have to hope that's the case and we'll, we'll go with what happens there. David Price 
Haven't heard much about him. Uh, you know, David Price says he fully intends to be available for the end of the regular season. Do the Dodgers have room or want him available by before the end of the regular season? Uh, that's to be determined. We'll see what happens there. Tommy Canely has been added to the taxi squad. Added to the taxi squad on Monday. He says the Dave Roberts believes that Canely will be activated at some point in Arizona. And that's going to be really interesting because... You know, he hasn't pitched much the last three seasons. He's only pitched uh, three times this season. And he has the stuff, but it's a matter of can he get it ramped up enough to be in pressure situations in October. It's, you know, it's one thing to where you're pitching and, okay, cool, I'm, I'm back, I'm healthy, and I'm ready to go for 2023. It's another thing to go, okay, I'm back and healthy, and I'm about to be pitching in the seventh inning of the NLCS with two runners on and the Dodgers winning by one. You know, those are big differences. So does he have, you know, it's one of those where it does he have a chance to make the October roster? Yeah, I don't think they would be activating him if he didn't. Um, but I also believe that, he would have to be absolutely lights out, not numbers-wise, but also stuff-wise the rest of the way. He could he can make, let's just say, he could pitch six games, not allow a run, but if he's making allowing contact or you know not getting the strikeouts realistically, that doesn't help the Dodgers too much because they need guys that can miss bats when it comes to the bullpen in October. So Tommy Canley, long shot, but hey, if he – Makes the October roster, I would hope that means a lot of good happened for him and not a lot of bad happened for everybody else around him. Uh, Kevin Pillar is expected to start a rehab assignment with the OKC Dodgers uh, on or this week. I don't think he has any chance of coming back for the Dodgers, but what he is there for is if he can be healthy and, you know, a, a healthy body, then but, you know, realistically, he's one or two injuries away from finding his way onto the roster. Ideally, that doesn't happen because that would mean guys get hurt on the roster right now. But, you know, he wants to be ready and available in case they need him. Here we go. <laughs> There's a lot of guys. Next one, Victor Gonzalez. Victor Gonzalez uh, pitched eight rehab appearances with OKC, one uh, with the rookie squad. Dave Roberts said that he's taking a little bit of a break and had been taken off the assignment. <clears throat> yeah, Victor Gonzalez won't be pitching in the, for the Dodgers in October. And realistically, this break, I would imagine, I don't know if they put him back on like the minor league guy. I don't know how this works, but um, basically the break is probably so he doesn't come up on his 20 days in the minors and has to come up. Although I think he has options anyways. But either way, Victor Gonzalez at this point uh, would need too much to go wrong in terms of guys on the roster already and a lot to go right for him. So we'll see him in 2023. Danny Duffy uh, was not bouncing back well after four rehab appearances with the OKC Dodgers. Also taken off the assignment, uh, Robert said on Monday. So another guy who will not be making his way to the Dodgers. Uh, so what it looks like is we're hoping for Gradrall, Almonte, and Trinan to all come back. David Price will likely be available, but I don't think he makes the playoff roster if he is available. 
and then we're going to get our a look at Tammy Canley for the rest of the season. At the very least, it'll get, uh, you know, no offense to him, but at the very least, Tommy Canley coming back will probably get Heath Henry off of the Dodgers roster because he hasn't been that good. So that is all the updates on injuries. The Dodgers have a lot. There's a lot that could be coming back. Hopefully that do come back and just bolster the Dodgers. And, and I'd rather Dave Roberts and, the, and Friedman and whoever part of that decision-making process, I'd rather them have – five to ten hard decisions to make instead of uh, five to ten decisions of, okay, this guy or this guy, you know. Lesser of evils, no. Best of the, or better of the best, yes. So that's what I want. That's everything. I was going to talk about, we got a question uh, from someone about openers, but we'll save that for another day. Uh, Shout out to Billy Martinez, he asked on Instagram, but we will talk about openers another day. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Hopefully it'll be both Jeff and I tomorrow talking about the Dodgers clinching the NOS, talking about their celebration, and uh, probably uh, addressing some people that are angry that the Dodgers are going to celebrate if they clinch the NOS. Jeff did want me to mention, shout out to the YouTube comments for, well, I I had text Jeff after I listened to the episode and I had said, Told him who Andrew Heaney was dressed up as. He was Little Sweet from the Dr. Die Dark Pepper commercials. Uh, and then he had said Hanser Alberto was James Earl Jones. It was not Hanser Alberto. It was the strength and conditioning coach, I believe. His name is Brandon. Uh, Hanser Alberto is the Black Power Ranger. And then uh, he wanted me to mention that it was Will Ireton, not Will Smith, in the Hercules suit as part of the Soundlock costume. So, but shout out to you guys, the IG or the the YouTube comments for listening that deep into the episode. And anytime you have you're listening that deep into episode, you know, feel free to leave comments. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, thank you, thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. If you need something else to check out, check out Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan's over there, bringing his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. It's the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's also where we are, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Search Locked On Dodgers. You can also search Locked On Dodgers on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us there. You can search Snydog on Twitter or search Vince Samperi on Twitter, and you can find me or Jeff. And on all of those accounts, the DMs are open. If you have a question, comment, or concern, you can get a hold of us via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or get a hold of us via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Tell your smart device play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.